Hello and welcome to the SEO SAS podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett and the ever so delightful, hilarious, um, driven, just blimmin' awesome lady that is Hannah Bryce, SEO manager also at Holland and Barrett. Why are we called SEO, SES? Well, we like to think of ourselves as your special answering service when it comes to SEO. So me and Hannah are nerds on the subject. So obviously we work in SEO, but in our spare time, we also host a podcast all about SEO. And that's just because we love discussing topics Um, having debates, talking about experiences of what we've come across in the industry, what's trending as well, um, what what the Google gods are up to. And we also love to get guests on as well. Um, So the idea here is it's a podcast where we can all get better at SEO. Now, unfortunately, we have no Hannah this week. She's probably stuck on a mountain somewhere because we all know she loves she loves the outdoors, doesn't she? So uh, she's probably hiking somewhere as we speak. Um, however, do not fret, my friends, because I have got lined up for you a corker of a guest, a corker. So this week I have Enrico Chiodino, who is one of the SEO directors at Blue Array SEO, with around 11 years experience in the industry. So welcome to the show, Enrique. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for spend, well, agreeing to spend a Saturday morning with me. I'm very touched. Well, I mean, I'm locked down anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what so you not got anything better to do so no, you know no, no. I'll I'll come on a podcast I never have anything better to do than talking about SEO that is what we like to hear Enrico um right so um like obviously um we when we have guests on uh, we always do a quick fire um but I just want to because obviously um with your with your name uh, I'm guessing you're not originally from the UK no, no, that's correct. I'm from Italy, uh, specifically, Lovely. yeah, specifically from the island of Sardinia. I don't know if you've ever visited. It is on my list. I've never been, but I really want to go. Uh, I think the tourism board of my uh, lovely island should pay me something for uh, how I uh, talk about it, but it's absolutely gorgeous. So do go visit. So obviously, um, lockdown, pandemic, bit weird times. Wow. Um, but um, I'm guessing so. You're living in, I believe, London. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so do you like po- uh, pre-COVID? Sorry, did you get to go back and visit much, or how, how? Like, have you been in the UK for long? Oh well, now it's been one full year since I've last been uh, back to my hometown, Cagliari. Uh, before that, I would visit with, uh, I would say, quarterly uh, cadence. Quarterly? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, oh, okay. Yeah, 
How does, I mean, this is, this might be a weird question, but how does the UK compare to beautiful Italy? Oh, I think... <laughs> I guess there's uh, no comparison. <laughs> no, I think you, uh, British people are way too negative when it comes to describing uh, the island. I think there's a lot of beautiful places. And I mean, I've always been of the idea that London by itself uh, is uh, simply the most beautiful city in the world. Um, and I lived here for two years now, and I still think that. Now I know of many people who've been thinking, wow, London's so cool, let's go live there. And then they just go back and hate it. But I'm not still well, there. <laughs> well, I mean, I do like London, but beautiful wouldn't be like, I see there's quite picturesque. And because mm -hmm. uh, uh, before we jumped on here, we were talking about the Peak District, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, so there are like, and obviously you've been to Cornwall as well. So yeah. I do think London is the happening place i sound so cool saying that don't i uh, but i do think there's like i'd say there's prettier places in the uk well no yeah, i don't of want to get into fights with anyone <laughs> no yeah of course. i mean there's 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 what, what i mean is that of course italy i i reckon is one of the most beautiful and, and probably richest in the history culture uh, culinary and so on that uh, there, there's a lot going on there but i also think that there's a lot of beautiful places here in the UK as well. Now, when it comes to food, we may we might talk about it. But <laughs> as far as the rest is concerned, I absolutely love it. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Right. Are you ready for a quick fire round of questions? So, um, just answer just a bit of fun and just answer with the first thing that comes into your head all right okay <clears throat> kick it off then if you could eat anything right now what would it be well it's morning now but i would say pizza anyway <laughs> always pizza always anytime <laughs> if you could teach one subject in school what would it be ha huh, that's a great one possibly languages nice what are you missing most in lockdown 2.0? Because obviously we had a lockdown earlier in the year and now we're in lockdown 2.0. Happy days. But yeah. anyway, what are you missing most? So I think the very only thing that changed for me is that the, uh, the, the, the gym shut down. So I was spending 23 hours a day at home and now I'm spending 24 which is kind oh. of annoying, but no, really, I'm just trying to 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 make it happen here in my in my living room where, but um, where yeah, I'm trying to work out here, but it's not quite the same. So yeah, I would Fair say enough. that is what I miss. The best compliment you've ever received. Um, best compliment I've ever received. Wow, that's that's a tough one. I think uh, when I started uh, trying to make the connections that I'm doing now between SEO and philosophy and the reasons behind what we do SEO and all this sort of stuff, I was starting to try, tr trying to, to wrap my head around it. And uh, when I saw that people were finding it interesting, 
that was great for me because it it was I was like okay so I'm not mad <laughs> so that's the best compliment yeah 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 specifically I'm thinking of someone that came after a, a speech I gave at London SEO which is a an event that uh, Blue Array my company uh, were uh, organizing in, in London and in Reading uh, Reading SEO uh until the pandemic and now we are doing remote seo which uh, of course takes place uh, online um and it's still great but of course i i love i think that's pretty much true for everybody i love meeting people and talking to people and so on so during the last of these occasions i gave a speech with regards to uh post-structuralism and this sort of uh stuff and i thought it is quite out of place in 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 many ways in a, at an SEO event to talk about things like this. But at the end of it, more than one person actually came up to me and said, and and they were like, "Hey, you know what? I've never really, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I've always thought there was something there." Yes. Well, we'll get all that because um, you've kind of, very smoothly, you sort of teased the subject of today's podcast. So we'll obviously get get into that. Um, but a couple more quick fire. Um, next place to visit post lockdown. Oh, well, definitely home, I think. Oh, yeah, it's got to be done. Yeah, yeah except um, otherwise my parents are going to kill me. <laughs> least favorite SEO algorithm update. I Google. Sorry, uh, okay. Google algorithm update. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll give one of my many uh, unpopular uh, beliefs. Just one. Just one. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't believe in in in. I don't believe algorithm updates are as 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 relevant as we think they are. Um, so I don't really have anything against any of them because they, I believe that they all go in the very same direction. Good answer. Very good answer. Do an impression of any animal. I would have my cat here, but they're sleeping, so I can't count. Yeah. Meow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I feel strange. Like were, <laughs> I feel like you were singing that then. Um, <laughs> First thing you do, very first thing you do in the morning. I um, make coffee. <laughs> coffee, of yeah, course. good one. As an Italian, what can I do? Oh, and it's got, see, I'm I'm a coffee drinker and it has to be black. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, don't put anything in it. Don't, don't, don't ruin the coffee formula. <laughs> and then the last question, and you've done very well in this quick fire. Yeah. Um, any annoying habits? Oh, oh, I have many. I'm quite <laughs> passive aggressive with, with my wife when she does something around the, the house that I would like to 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 change. Then I just um, like, for instance, if she leaves some uh, stuff where I think she shouldn't, I just leave it there, and then I pile up stuff until a pile is there, oh. and then she goes, "Why is there a pile of stuff there?" And I'm like, "I don't know. You tell me." That's so annoying. <laughs> if we're on the other end, on the other end of it, I would hate me. 
Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. My, um, just quickly, um, because yeah, I mean, I just feel like we could talk about lots of different things in Rico, but, um, when we were younger and, uh, me and my sister did like anything naughty, um, my dad would never like shout or raise his voice. He would just be very sarcastic and it'd be like, <laughs> now did you really think that was a good idea? And we're like, yes, dad, of we course. did at the time. And it just really like, I think the song sarcasm like just really got to us and we still talk about it today so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah. sarcasm is the best (laughs) did you really think that would be the best outcome for what of course I did yeah anyway moving on (laughs) moving on um lovely so um that was a good quick fire and we always like doing a quick fire just because um it's interesting to like find out like different personal bits about you um so let's sort of move this on and I want you to give us a quick overview of like yourself and um how you got into the wonderful world of SEO yeah the fascinating world of SEO um so, uh, as I said, I'm from, from Sardinia, I moved around a bit there, but my, I would say my hometown now is Cagliari, which is the main town in Sardinia. Uh, it's around 300,000 uh, inhabitants, uh, less than that, actually. So it's quite small, but it's a very beautiful city. And um, it's a great place in general to live in and to grow. And, 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 and I uh, am very proud of it and i love it but of course coming from a living in a very small island and 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 um with a a million and a half inhabitants uh, and the whole island is quite um i wouldn't say it's it's limiting uh but of course you don't get to you know, interact with a lot of different people, different ideas. And um, I remember in my high school, for instance, I've ever only had one single uh, classmate who were not from Sardinia. Not, not, mm. not from a side, I mean, not non-Italian, non-Sardinian. This, I think, gives you the idea that uh, while it's fascinating and the food is great and the weather is great, there's no pollution at all. Uh, but at the same Whoa. time, yeah, you you kind of you you want to see other things, or at least that's what I wanted to do. And I was lucky enough to have my family um, be very aware of this, and they absolutely wanted me to to learn English. So uh, they were sending me in at. at, at um, uh, summer camps uh, in the UK, in Ireland, in the US. And I was, you know, starting to meet different people, um, starting to, 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 to speak English and so on. And then at a certain point, I came to London to visit as a tourist. And I have this very, very vivid uh, memory of, of London as a, a place that absolutely stuck with me for many reasons. I think if I have to, to place it in a specific moment in time, I would talk about the moment where, where when, when I saw Rosetta Stone in, in the British Museum. And that's a moment that I will never forget it, absolutely. I think it also triggered part of my love for languages and cultures and trying to you know, uh, communicate them at, at great uh, distances in time and space. Uh, it, it, it absolutely uh, struck me. So uh, I 
moved to uh, mainland Italy for university, but I was not great there. I didn't um, I didn't finish the university, and I think a main problem there was that I didn't really know where to go. I didn't really have a direction. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Uh, so I was around 20. I, I was, generally speaking, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I liked languages. I knew I liked, you know, uh, cultural exchanges and talking to people and uh, this sort of stuff. So I've been studying linguistics. I've been studying languages, uh, English and, and Spanish, um, and uh, partly French. Uh, what I started back then, and then I flew back to Sardinia because I I I recognized I wasn't really going anywhere, and then at a certain moment in time I found that uh, I needed to to uh, it was possible for me to put together my skills my my well, not skills but my interests for for computers and internet and all this sort of stuff. And uh, my uh, job, um, and that's when SEO really uh, hit me by complete chance. Um, I received a phone call from Tallinn, Estonia. Uh, an old friend of mine was working there, and uh, I I owe a lot uh, to this phone call. Um, so I decided to just leave everything and <laughs> flew to Estonia. Uh, including my now wife, so I left everything and just flew oh, there. Gosh. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I had to do it, and I, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an easy moment, but it was. In hindsight, it was very, uh, very necessary for me for my growth, um, both in terms of my uh, professional skills and personal uh, development. So I moved there. And basically, I was what can very briefly described as a link builder. Uh, so I started with link building. I got to know some of the technical aspects of uh, SEO, and um, I already had quite a strong uh, knowledge of linguistics, as I said, so I could write already, but the technical part was absolutely obscure to me, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, when I started, I remember my my um, coach saying something along the lines of, "When when you're when we're finishing the, when when we'll finish this course, y- you will never browse the internet exactly the, the, the same way again." And it was very so right. that's. I, I was wondering, um, just as I was listening to your story, I was like, how how is this going to link with you ending up in SEO? Because um, I do, whenever we do ask this question and uh, find out how people, yeah, do um, sort of get introduced into this world or how they sort of happen, like it's very much, it just sort of happens by chance. Like I've never had a conversation with someone where it was their plan um, to to end up in SEO um people just sort of like happen to fall into it or do you know what I mean and that's what I love about SEO is very much that that um once people sort of stumble across it then they fall in love with it and then it becomes a big part, <laughs> yeah, part of yeah. what they do so um absolutely very interesting very very interesting yeah um so okay um Right, so uh, 
obviously now you are a well one of the SEO directors at Blue Blue Array. Um, so what does like a typical day look like for you? Well, generally speaking, I'm doing a lot of. Uh, I have the time and 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 space, and I'm encouraged to um, study a lot of the things that happen in SEO because uh, it's not always easy to keep up with everything that happens in the world as i mean uh, you do pretty much the same so i'm sure you you uh, and all of your listeners will be perfectly aware of this um so it, it you need to have the time and space to study and to keep up with yeah. everything that happens and uh, i think one of the main reasons why i love working at blue array is that i'm given all the time that it, that it takes for me to understand the stuff it is very important for 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 me to go a little bit beyond be, go a little bit beyond what we do and, and, and try to really ask myself myself questions like uh why do i want to do it why should we do this uh Where's the direction, uh, the the overall yes. long term, you know, uh, kind of kind of uh, perspective for the industry and for Google and for uh, the internet in general. So you've really nicely. It's like you did this on purpose, mm. um, but you've <laughs> oh, no. you've led me quite no good. It's good. <laughs> you've led me quite nicely onto uh, getting into the core topic of today's podcast then um and it's a when we obviously uh we've been chatting for a while and um when you sort of suggested this topic I was like oh this is this would be a good one to like yeah get stuck into and like my brain's gonna hurt afterwards but it's gonna be a good one <laughs> um so <laughs> obviously today well not obviously because people don't know only me and you know uh, but today we are going to be talking about about um, philosophy in SEO. So why do we do what we do? And yes, um, I think this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating talk. Um, So let's sort of dive in then. Um, So first things first. um, So we have concepts. So in philosophy, um, there are concepts like um, structuralism and post-structuralism. Um, so could you obviously, um, like, mind, yeah, uh, we could go on a massive rabbit hole here, couldn't we? Um, but if you could sort of give us like a top, top line of, of those concepts and like, what are the implications in SEO? Yeah, uh, I think, um, most of the people I talk to are quite um, astonished when I even bring the topic up uh, because it's kind of, it's a weird one. And, and it's a weird one because we are, we tend to be quite the practical bunch, don't we? We are very, yeah. we're empiricists. We, we study a thing, we do it over and over, and if it works, if we see a case study that works, then we do it. And yes. we, are, we tend to have this very scientific approach, which, on the other hand, is sometimes not really justified because we don't really have enough uh, 
information on the matter. If we think about even the, 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 the simplest thing, like the concept that Google has, it is said, uh, Google has more than 200 ranking factors uh, yeah. working every single time we uh, research uh, whatever we, 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 we search for. Um, I think sometimes we tend to forget this. We tend to... Uh, we tend to assign to a couple of factors uh, in SEO more importance than they actually have. Because the truth is, we don't have enough knowledge sometimes of, of the things that the algorithm does. And, and especially now in a moment of artificial intelligence, uh, it's very hard for us to be certain of of. of everything that we think we do if that makes sense um yes so yeah so i think um in 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 general we tend to assign a certain type of structure to think uh, uh, to things uh, to our websites that are not necessarily um based on any real reason and and and, and uh, the reason I say this is because I, I I've been thinking a lot about the, the reason behind why we tend to build websites in in a hierarchical fashion, for instance. Uh, right. Yeah, which I think I think the categorization and um, hierarchical structure of the website is considered, and rightfully so, one of the most important things in SEO, right? Yeah, so you've got like your, um, so one of the big things is um, structure, isn't it? And um, yeah. thinking about um, how you structure a page, how you have, um, so what you have linking from your homepage, so you, in your um, main navigation, your sub pages. Precisely. Um, yeah. So I, I, what I think is if you, uh, I, I started, I think this all started when I first, I, I don't normally read a lot of books on, you know, marketing or SEO, even more so, even, even though I did write one in Italian um, in 2017. I will make, well, I'll make sure I'll link that link out to that book in the show notes. But yes, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's great to learn Italian more than learning SEO, really. <laughs> But yeah, so in, in um, uh, I one of the books that I did read and it quite um, it was quite influential for me was um, Start with Why, Simon Sinek. Yes, I've read that book. All right, so that whole concept kind of hit, uh, struck a chord with me. I was I, I knew it was there, but I couldn't really quite put my finger on it i knew that we were doing things but we didn't know why we were doing them and my answer to the why we do seo took a while to come a few years and i think i'm trying to uh, you know, formalize it now and in general what I think that we do is we try to, we have an audience and the audience is, is organizing information in a certain way and then we have 
our client or in your case your own your own um, company uh, or your own website in general and you try to make so what we should do what we do is we try to um, make the two go along the organization of information that belongs and, and comes from the audience and the information that we provide on our website so they uh the content production uh, the categorization the hierarchical structure both of the navigation and the, the single page itself as you said i think that is what we do we try to put the two things together the two types of mm. information together and this is something that we should we should not forget when it comes to uh, optimizing a website now there's there's more to it of of course but this is the general principle around which you go on and uh, try to get that link try to build that internal link try to make that create better content and so on yes so generally speaking my idea of post post structuralism now post structuralism is a concept that comes the second part of the 20th century and it's it's the 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 concept the theory for which everything that exists of things and concepts are defined but are defined by their relationship with other things all right so okay. i this got me to thinking that probably the connection in our case connections of course are links right both internal yeah. and external so what i think is what if we are, are we really really sure that we are um, creating the right environment for the audience to find what they're searching for online on, on our website uh, in, uh, particularly so this leads me to thinking that probably our we we take for granted that our website should have a structure and then uh, and that we have our general concept of, up top and then the narrower we go the longer the key the the, the, the keyword is uh the uh, more distant the page should be from the home page yeah Mm. What I think is that that's not exactly how the brain works, though. So the way the brain works is something more uh, similar to what uh, Wikipedia is, for instance. Wikipedia does not really have a structure. They they do have a structure, but it's no, you don't really use it, do you? And no. at the same time, they are also the single best. Uh, performer when it comes to SEO you can't think of anyone ranking better than Wikipedia uh, <laughs> so if you if you if you take for example some of the best performers in general none of them really have a structure you take Wikipedia you take uh, Google Google themselves you take Facebook uh, there's there's a lot of content that is kind of structured but not really 
I'm just just um something that's like sprung to mind here like those three examples that you gave um they all all those um websites or whatever like whatever we're calling them or like obviously google more of a search engine um but their sort of structure like they heavily rely on other people's content don't they user generated content they do yeah that's um uh, they do but if you think that uh, generally speaking, content is content, right? Now, Wikipedia might have paid, <laughs> I don't know how much they should, they, they, they would, if, even if they did, but <laughs> they, they would have probably been impossible to put together all that uh, information. But generally speaking, I think the origin of the content is not, even if you could get content from external sources, I think what matters, besides the quality of the content, I think what matters is the organization of the content. An organization of the content on all the sites that... Well, let's take also Amazon, for instance. Amazon, they, yeah. they, they do have a structure, but you tend to browse the site in a whole different way. And most of the times you... Either use well, the internal search or... Yeah. So, sorry, I was just going to add, when you said that you like you use Amazon in... Well, you use Amazon like a search engine, don't you? Yep. It's a vertical search engine. That, that, uh, and, and that's a term that I uh, tend to use. Oh, okay. Um, I think... I mean, I think in general, yeah, sorry, no, I'm sorry. I think in general, one of the uh, critics to this to this idea is that, well, yeah, of course, but that's not really someone trying to sell. It's not really an e-commerce and Amazon. I mean, this, uh, their success depends on something else, as you said, is third-party content, and there's a lot of content, so their success entirely relies on the quantity of content that they have. Uh, by content, of course, I mean products, uh, mainly. Yes. Uh, but I think that's not entirely it, because I think there's more to it. And I believe that internal linking it is something that often we don't care about enough. And if, ah. yeah, I think most of the times SEOs tend to think they covered internal browsing through uh, the main nav. Yeah. But I think that if, if, I, if I see myself when I'm browsing, when I'm buying stuff online, I don't follow the categories pretty much ever unless i know the site and i know exactly where i need to go i i don't i just you know i browse through google and i the reason why I, why this is so important for me is that google is now kind of trying to reach the a singularity there is a moment in which they search engine the artificial intelligence reaches a, a, a level of being a general intelligence, so being being in, intelligent intelligent as a person, it's still not there. Uh, I was thinking, 
thinking like a human. Exactly. That's that's yeah. That's precisely the point. I think we all know that they're going there. They're trying to go there, and um, even if they're not quite there yet, you can see the signs. I think it's very clear when you see their understanding of of the language, for instance. You, the it's fascinating that most searches that are performed every day on Google are are new or with very, very low... Uh, they, they belong to a very long tail. So yes. it's... Uh, and it's fascinating for me to see how Google manages to understand that. And the way it changed in the last 10 years is absolutely uh, surprising. It's incredible, I think. And mm. we should recognize that. We should be aware that Google is almost as smart as a person. If it's, it's, it's not gen- generally, but in terms of understanding the language, understanding the queries, it, it absolutely is. It's surprisingly intelligent. So, yes. Yes, sorry. And, and it's getting more and more intelligent, isn't it? So if we compare Google like 10 years ago or even five years to, to now, it's always up in its game. It's always, um, yeah, like, so it's developing itself as a, as a search engine, isn't it? And, um, yeah, like it's working towards, um, becoming that, being able to think like a human and that, that does scare me a little bit, like. (laughs) Obviously, uh, it's it's fascinating, but it also it is terrifying at the same time. And I suppose um, a question to ask here, then, um, if we're talking about like philosophy in SEO, is like the ethics around um, AIs um, wanting to think like a human, because obviously um google is ethically responsible for the answers that it provides people when they search for um so or are they are they ethically responsible or are the people that are creating the content or do you know what i mean like absolutely um, uh yeah this is a very interesting interesting point and we as an industry if if you think about it this is pretty much all we do analyzing what the search engine search engines do and what uh, answers they receive and now we're not, not we're not only talking about google we're also talking about facebook we're talking about twitter so we're talking yeah. everything that you are every bit of information you're provided with whenever you browse pretty much anywhere now of course we know that social media is not really a part of seo but it 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 still falls into this uh concept this idea this 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 issue that you raise about uh, ethics now i think we are the ones that really study what google do and sometimes when we uh, read on the newspapers what they say about google we kind of laugh that's that's a laughable matter for us because we know it way better than most journalists uh and when we read about it i think we most seos will have better information to uh and they should be 
asked for their opinion when it comes to this sort of topics, because we have seen it now during the American elections, maybe even more so in the previous American election and during the Brexit process and, and, and so on, that it's very easy to create bias bubbles uh, on, right. on, on, on any given uh, SERP. Every, any, all people will only see what uh, they will want to see in a way. And of course, this will, uh, in, in, in a way, it's very useful for, for Google and for Facebook. And uh, at the same time, we cannot really think that it's up to them as private entities to uh, have a responsibility towards the public. I think it should be the public um, and that is the, the, the state um, that should have some sort of control over it. Yeah, so I'm, because um, I uh, think about this often, because um, obviously um, pla- uh, pe- um, places like, well, not places, um, but uh, companies like Google, um, obviously they they are a machine at the end of the day and their content is only as good as like what's available out there. Um, and when it comes to like this whole thing of like fake news or reputable sources and stuff like that, obviously there's certain things that Google can um, like put in place to help make sure that the quality, the content, well, I don't know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because how far can they go with their um, like algorithm updates or what they sort of or what they put in their ranking um, factors. Do you know what I mean? And I do think that it needs to be, the the way around that I see it is um, it being regulated um, and having some onus on um, the people that are creating the content. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? We cannot wait for all of the um, websites that we browse to, to it cannot be like like Twitter has been doing during these elections that they were oh, you yeah. know they were they were pointing out uh, this tweet states well, things that are not well, factually true. <laughs> I went I went on um, Trump's um, Twitter just yeah just just to see obviously um, and it just made me laugh that like a lot of his content yeah. was like a lot <laughs> a lot of in a so, row. <laughs> incredible <laughs> Twitter, like said this isn't factually correct and i do think twitter is um because there's been instances of twitter doing that and acting on that whereas other social media yeah. platforms haven't so much so obviously yeah um, at the same time i think i think it it's it's a dangerous path to walk because what i mean what's what what twitter has been doing with with uh with the American elections right now, I think was uh, spot on, but because they only refused some or or you know uh, highlighted uh, some specific tweets that were factually incorrect, but sometimes uh, you don't the the the, the negative the, the the toxicity of a mm piece of communication is not necessarily derived from it being true or false. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it's a hard, hard one. 
It is a hard one. And um, I mean... I can't believe right I've just I've just looked at the time and uh we've been we've been chatting for 45 minutes already that what that's what happens isn't it when you get into the wormhole of uh, <laughs> philosophy and I mean I just feel like we're just gonna have to get you back on because I feel like we've just sort of like scratched the surface and I just feel like there's so much more that we can get into yeah. so maybe um yeah like definitely get you back on and like maybe we can deep delve into um, another subject and stuff. Absolutely. Um, um, if, if there's only one thing that I can add, like uh, real yes. quick, I think this is very important. The, the, we need as an industry to find the reason why we're doing SEO. And uh, I think that the reason, that the, the real thing that we could do is we should try to build a better environment. Uh, of course, we deal yeah. with online, so we are going to do it online. But if we can make it clearer and and more uh, ethical and all this sort of thing and this is something that we can do by uh, means of content production and and and, uh, and so on and linking uh, trustworthy resources and things like this so we can definitely act on trying to make the internet a better place and i think this is what we need to be doing yes so all need to work together to make yeah like you said um yeah, I mean it's not a, it's not an easy job, is it? <laughs> no, at least it's got a meaning. Then, yes, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, um, so Enrique, before we get into because obviously an SEO SAS podcast, and I just want to say thank you so much. I I found this conversation very fascinating, and I think our listeners will also um, find this fascinating as well. Um, but yeah, we'll get you back on because of yeah, course. I just feel like there's lots more that we can talk about. Um, but before we get into the feature, this week's feature, um, just want to uh, ask if you've got a question for me. Well, um, I think the uh, natural follow-up question for you would be, why do you like SEO? <laughs> oh, why do I like SEO? Um... I like SEO. Um, I don't know if this is a bit of a wish-washy answer, or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I like the challenge of it. Um, so I, I'm quite. I'm going to use the term flaky, and I think I've. Um, I think the flaky is. Um, I, well, um, I'm going off a bit of a tangent now. <laughs> uh, but there's a Friends episode where Phoebe says, "I'm flaky." Uh, but anyway, uh, so what I mean when I'm saying flaky is um, like I don't know. There's um, I like to be constantly sort of challenged, I suppose, or um, I find, or I like things to be new, or I like change. So I get that some people don't like change, but I quite like change and I like things evolving. And that's exactly what SEO is. Um, like when I first started in SEO, which is about seven or eight years ago now, I believe, it's changed so much and oh, that's yeah. what I like um and it's always a challenge um there's always interesting conversations like there's no sort of when it comes to SEO yes there, there, there's these sort of best practices but you're that what we've been saying is why do we even do these best practices like we don't know we we know that Google has these like ranking factors, but we don't actually know what they are. We don't. Act... But anyway. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a very, just... very good answer. Thank you. 
but yeah, it's just, I just like, um, and also um, like I just feel that, especially like with the podcast, we just have so many interesting conversations. And like, I think if people don't really know or understand what SEO is, um, it can be seen as like the the nerdy, less sexy um uh, like marketing compared to I don't know social media or, or things like that but SEO is so interesting and once you really get into it and you get understanding it more it's just it's just so interesting just so interesting that's what I like <laughs> absolutely yeah I agree and uh, the new you know artificial intelligence being uh, introduced in SEO makes it even more interesting Definitely, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Right. Um, are you ready for this week's feature? Oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's only fun. It's only a bit of fun. Okay. Uh, so um, this, this week, what I'd like you to do is um, come up with three facts about yourself but one of them is a lie so two of them are correct whereas one of them you've made up and the aim of the game is I've got to basically try and decide what your lie is so Mm -hmm. you win if I think a fact is a lie um, and I win if I manage to pick what your lie is is that does that make sense yeah. All right. Okay. Brilliant. Let me think about it. All right. Okay. I ha- I got it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I'll give you. Right. Sorry. No, I'll just get right. So, um, so you have your three facts for me. Yes. All right. So you are to decide which of these uh, is not really true. So. Um, I can play four instruments, musical instruments. Four? Yes. Whoa, okay. Um, As an Italian, of course, I've been playing football at a professional level when I was younger. Mm. And finally, I can write simultaneously with both hands. Oh, these are good ones. Okay, so you can write simultaneously with both hands. You played football at a professional level. Uh, what what position? I was a centre back. Okay, and you can play four instruments. I was mainly um, a centre back, but I'm in different position, but mainly a centre back. Hmm. So, which one do I think is your lie? Um, I just reckon it would be too hard doing the writing thing. <laughs> that... So that is what I'm going to, is that's your lie. That's what I think your lie is. No, that's actually true. I am, oh, uh, really? yeah, I'm kind of weird because I'm left handed, but I use like I um, kick the ball with my right mainly. So I kind of can, I'm, I'm in, in the range, I'm kind of in the middle and I can do like write simultaneously. Of course, I, my handwriting is not great with my right <laughs> hand, but still I can do it at the same time. 
So does that right? So is your lie then the four instruments? Uh, no, I can. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a, uh, a music lover. I was in a band, and I started off as a keyboard player, and then I uh, started uh, playing guitar. My father was a guitarist when he was young. Um, and then uh, because he was a guitarist, I passed on to the bass. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to, 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 to play the same instrument. Uh, and I was also Bass the. Bass is cool. <laughs> yeah. And I was also the vocals in, the, in my band um, for quite some time. So, you lie then, is the footballer. It is. It, it is. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. That, that's been the downfall of the Italian national team, really, because they didn't really uh, see me. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, um, um, it saddens me to say this, but um, that brings us to the end of this week's SEO SAS podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. I've had a wonderful, fascinating time with you. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or like hear more about um, this very fascinating subject, um, where can they find you? What, what are you up to? I am not on Twitter. Um, well, I Shock am. Horror. Yeah, but I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm a lurker <laughs> on Twitter. I don't really, I, I do have it, but I don't use it. I am very much present on LinkedIn though. So yeah. that's the place where you can find me and I'm very open to talking to people um, especially on this subject because I talk about it a lot but I don't know everything about it uh, so uh, it's it's very very interesting for me to to, to discuss it um, awesome and uh, so yeah cool um lovely so if you um want to get in touch with the podcast uh you can do that in a couple of ways we have an email address so uh you can email us at hello at seosespodcast.com uh me and hannah are personally on twitter i am sarah mcd uk which yes that does spell out sarah mcduck you are correct. And then Hannah is SEO, SAS Hannah. The podcast is on Twitter as well, SEO underscore SAS. Uh, we're both on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, so if you want to suggest a topic that we talk about, if like Enrico, you want to come and join us, or you just want to say hi, then please do. We are a friendly bunch. So, so yes. Um, and then the only last thing that I would request is... If you like our podcast, please do subscribe to us because that helps um, stuff like algorithms and yeah, that tech, tech boring things. But also, if you do subscribe, you get a notification of when new episodes are available. Um, so, yes, um, I believe that's everything, Enrico. So, shall we say goodbye? Sure, I've had an absolutely wonderful time. So, thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and until next time.